0: Back in 1979, the greatest idea in the history of television came to life. ESPN! For a sports nut like me, it was a dream come true. Twenty-four by seven sports! Now, by the way, don't let him fool you. Father Tom is also a sports nut. Do not let any pictures unauthorized for use fool you. (laughs) As you can see, he could hardly contain his enthusiasm at the Packer game on Thursday night. ESPN's flagship show is SportsCenter. It's news throughout the day on what's happening in the sports world. And my favorite piece at the end of each day is the top 10 plays, the most spectacular hits, throws, catches, and slam dunks of the past 24 hours. Coincidentally, today is the last Sunday of the liturgical year, the grand finale of everything we've celebrated in that time, Advent and Christmas, Lent and Easter, all the Sundays and feasts. That's why today is also the solemnity of Christ the King. Think back for a moment on all the fantastic, extraordinary Gospels we've heard the past 52 weeks. All of them have pointed to the reality that Christ is the King of the universe, the Lord of all, and the judge of the living and the dead. As we look back, wouldn't it be interesting if we applied the Sports Center top 10 plays concept to those gospels? Of all the mighty deeds of Jesus that we heard, which were the most spectacular? The church chose today's gospel as number one. What's hard to fathom, though, is why the crucifixion the darkest moment in the history of mankind was chosen. As Christians, we know it's because God turned that moment into humanity's greatest triumph. Through his suffering and death, Jesus took away the sins of the world and opened the gates of heaven for all mankind. Nothing surpasses that. What's tough to swallow is that Jesus, when Jesus established his kingdom, he was clothed in blood and not in royal purple. He was hung on a cross and not seated on a throne. He was crowned with thorns and not with gold. For the Jews, Jesus' crucifixion was proof that he was not their Messiah. They expected him to destroy his adversaries, not take their abuse and die a horrible death to save them. They were unprepared for a king who would serve, especially to the point of death. Thankfully, Jesus's true kingship wasn't lost on everyone that day. The good thief heard the jeers and he felt in his body the same incredible pain that Jesus was experiencing right next to him. But he didn't see weakness and failure in Jesus. He saw that for Jesus, to be king is to serve, to love, to sacrifice, and most importantly, to forgive. His kingship turns the world's idea of leadership upside down. His rule is based on love, on truth, and on mercy. And his kingdom will last until the end of time. The good thief somehow grasped what everyone else was missing, that Jesus' kingdom was not of this world. He saw a beginning and not an end. So he turned to Jesus and he humbly begged, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Now the thief was asking a dying man to remember him, which could only be possible if Jesus somehow lived beyond death. That was a true act of faith. His faith was then rewarded. Jesus promised he'd do much more than just remember him with remarkable compassion. The king declared, that he was taking the thief with him to his eternal kingdom. As disciples of Christ, our only goal, our only dream that really, really matters is also following Jesus into heaven. For us to get there, it's important that we seize the lesson that the good thief grabbed hold of, but most others on Calvary missed. To be able to see and believe in what lies on the other side of death, while keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus, is the essence of a life of faith. Let me repeat that. To be able to see and believe in what lies on the other side of death, while keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus, is the essence of a life of faith. Jesus' kingdom is a kingdom of courage. It's a kingdom of humble heroes of faith who constantly give witness to Jesus, especially when others pressure us or threaten us to compromise our faith. Today, the question for us isn't whether Christ is king of the world, but if he reigns in me. Who sits on the throne of my heart, determines my goals, and establishes my priorities. Is Jesus Christ really the King and Lord of my life?" Pope Francis once said that there is nothing more solid, deep, and sure than the proclamation of the saving love of God. And today's gospel is just that. Christ the King affirms our hope that no matter where we've been or what we've done, it's where we're going that really matters. For every single person on earth, paradise is attainable. That's why today's gospel is our liturgical sports center moment of the year. Calvary is our field of dreams. Today, you will be with me in paradise. That, my brothers and sisters in Christ, is the walk-off home run we all want to hit. Amen.